In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Jeremiah chapter 37, verses 6 through 10, where I'll ask the question, what warning did Zedekiah receive? Jeremiah chapter 37, verses 6 through 10 says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. Thus says the Lord, God of Israel, Thus shall you say to the king of Judah, who sent you to me to inquire of me, Behold, Pharaoh's army that came to help you is about to return to Egypt, to its own land. And the Chaldeans shall come back and fight against this city. They shall capture it and burn it with fire. Thus says the Lord, Do not deceive yourselves, saying, The Chaldeans will surely go away from us, for they will not go away. For even if you should defeat the whole army of Chaldeans who are fighting against you, and there remained of them only wounded men, every man in his tent, they would rise up and burn this city with fire. So Zedekiah has this weird sort of relationship with Jeremiah. He recognized that Jeremiah is a prophet of the Lord, but everything that Jeremiah says to Zedekiah is bad news. So he doesn't want to listen to him, and he lets him get thrown into prison and into wells and all sorts of other shenanigans takes place. But the warning that Jeremiah gives to Zedekiah is that it doesn't matter what you do. The Chaldeans, they are coming, and it doesn't matter what happens. They are definitely going to destroy the city, and you are in serious trouble. There's nothing left for you to do. All of your opportunities for repentance have closed. The Lord is pronouncing judgment upon you, upon Judah, upon Jerusalem. Destruction is inevitable. So, here are three thoughts from Jeremiah chapter 37, verses 6 through 10, answering the question, what warning did Zedekiah receive? Thought number one, Egyptian hopes. Zedekiah had this hope that the Egyptians were going to stop the Chaldean invasion into Judah. That because the army had turned around and had abandoned its siege of Jerusalem when they heard that the Egyptians were marching north, that they wouldn't have to worry about the Chaldean army anymore. That this Babylonian army that had threatened them, that had deposed king after king and put other people into authority and had caused them all sorts of problems, he wouldn't have to worry about them because the Egyptians are going to come and save them. But the Lord tells Jeremiah to tell Zedekiah, guess what? The Egyptians are turning around and the Chaldeans are going to know about that. And once they find out that the Egyptians are turning around, they're coming back, they're laying siege, and they're not going to stop. They will destroy the city of Jerusalem. Thought number two, Chaldean superiority. Here's the deal. This nation that's coming against Judah is superior to them, not in morality necessarily, because this is a godless nation. And one of the ways that God shames Israel is by having godless nations destroy them. So when the Assyrians attack the northern kingdom of Israel, this is a shame for them because the Assyrians were absolutely brutal. They were not God-fearing at all. When the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, come and attack, these are not God-fearing people. These are not people that the Israelites would look to as a moral standard by any stretch of the imagination. But God is empowering them to be his weapon of war, his weapon of wrath, his rod of discipline and punishment against the people of Judah. So they are superior to them. There's nothing that Zedekiah can do really in this situation because he had already refused to repent of his wickedness. He had already refused to lead the people of Israel into faithful worship of the Lord. And 
This is a part of a long line of folks who are not leading the people of Israel properly. So this Chaldean army that's coming, they are far superior to the forces that they have there in Jerusalem. The folks who are there are going to suffer. Thought number three, inevitable ruin. Here is what the message of the Lord to Zedekiah through Jeremiah is. That even if, even if Judah was able to raise an army and go and attack this superior Chaldean force that's coming against them, even if they were able to do that, all the people who were wounded in the battle would be able to rise up, leave their tent where they're trying to get better and attack Jerusalem and burn it to the ground. That even if they could pull off some sort of military victory, then the enemies would still be victorious. They would still win because God is empowering them to punish the nation of Judah. This is hard for us to wrap our minds around because so often what we think is that, well, if you're the people of God, then God is somehow obliged to help you. But that isn't necessarily the case. The Lord had told Israel what his expectations were, and they failed to live up to them, so he sent the Assyrians to go and attack the northern kingdom and destroy it. The same thing happens with Judah. The expectations are clear. They refrain from following God's law, and as a result, the Chaldean army comes, attacks them, destroys them. This is inevitable because God is not one to be trifled with. But what do we do all the time? We try and make deals with God. We try and get around his law. We try and avoid the things that he tells us. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Because ultimately, God will have his say. He will have his due worship applied to him. He will have his ultimate glory. And the sooner we recognize that, the sooner we learn the lessons from Zedekiah and his failures, the greater our own situation will be. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Jeremiah chapters 37 through 41. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.